Hey y'all, my name's Titus. And I'm Andrew. And we are chilling in the state house. You said that very authoritatively. Yes. We you really want to underscore that we are chilling. Yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. Do you like that sound? Chill. Okay, okay. That's kind of creepy, actually. Um, yeah, the, don't do not do that again. Um, <laughs> so we're the podcast here, State Politics, talking about what's happening here in Topeka and the State House with all these lawmakers and the governor and everybody, and just chilling off that tense politics down for you and making it informative for you to enjoy what's actually going on with all this information that will impact you. And this week was a busy week. It was, it, they call it here in the state house, the state house lingo, it's turnaround week. Um, basically, what that means in normal people terms is if you have a bill in the house, you have to have it out of the house by this week with some exceptions because there are always exceptions in government. But for the most part, you got to have it out of the uh, the House by this week. Otherwise, it will not be considered this session. So basically- A lot of bills passed this week. Yeah. It's basically the- Basically, it's the, it's the halfway point. Basically, if bills don't reach your halfway point, they're dead. That's about it. Unless they're the budget. Un- yeah. Or, or a or- couple other bills. We won't, we won't get into that. We'll just leave it at more or less. If, if your bill hasn't moved by halfway through the session, you're probably out of luck. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff talking, but I think you know this week was also, and just just this month was also notable for another time period, historical time period. I guess. Oh, how could we? <laughs> how could we forget? We are. We are. I believe Sunday, March eighth, will be the or Monday next Monday, March eighth, will be the one year anniversary of COVID nineteen reaching Kansas. Yeah, thank God we are out of this pandemic. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. Um, Unfortunately, so Although things are getting better. They are getting say. better. They're getting better. But let's let's let's. I don't know. They're, they could be getting better, but we could be seeing a two year anniversary. Maybe that's one. Oh God, let's let's take it one year at a time. Oh, I'm already looking forward to the second year. No, I'm not. <laughs> we're not even. We're not even done the first year. You're already looking ahead. We we should note, you know, the the Children in the State House podcast supports wearing masks following all public health recommendations. We just want to put that out there. Yes. Uh, but we should say that there have been signs of improvement in Kansas uh, today, Friday. We saw for the first time in many months, the first time since KDHE started reporting data in 48-hour increments, which was, I believe, last July. That's the first time that we have not reported any deaths in a two-day period. And um, that's pretty significant. I mean, I think that that shows that the vaccine is starting to have an effect on the numbers. We're, We're not public health experts. We are reporters, but uh, you know the, the public health experts are saying that you know we are starting to see, especially among older Kansans, that you know we are starting to get shots in arms, and it does seem to be having a bit of an impact. That's cool. That's nice. That's nice to hear that you know people are not dying. <laughs> the Children in the State House podcast also endorses people not dying. Yes, we endorse people not we, dying. We take the controversial stances. It's kind of sad, though, you know, after how, how, how much a year has kind of numbed us. I mean, like, we're talking with one of our fellow, or I guess, competitors here in the State House, um, how, like, you know, it's gone to the point where we see, oh, my God, only, 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 like, a few deaths, you know, reported. And you're like, well, that's amazing, you know. And it's like, well, no, there are people actually dying. Right. Um, or it's like, you know, we're, we're so, you know, a, f- a few months ago in the, in the winter, we were getting like 
4,000, 5,000 cases in a 48 hour time span. And now we're getting a few hundred. And if, and it seems, you know, that, that, that seems like so much less, but then you think about it and you think 700 people, that's still, that's a lot of people. I mean, like that's, I, I think in my mind back to college and I went to a big public state university and we had like 350 person lecture halls. And I think of two of those basically being filled with people that we know are getting infected with COVID-19 every two days. And that's still pretty, pretty shocking. But uh, I, 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 I was sharing this with Titus earlier. I do think it's kind of interesting to go back to this, this, of course, the Capital Journal story from almost a year ago. And it's just like, it's like reading in, it, it's just a whole alternate universe because the governor is saying, you know, no one should panic. Kansas still is considered at low risk for spread of the virus. You know, it, it was just the very early days where we didn't know a lot. And now we are, uh, as of Friday, 295,000 cases later, 4,800 deaths later. We're still in the midst of this thing. Um, you guys, this podcast is usually not this depressing, but yeah. Well, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe you can share some more good news, Titus, because it seems like mitigation uh restrictions are starting to lift in a lot of counties of course not statewide we're not texas see i don't know if you i'd call that good news though well okay okay well walk walk us through walk us through what's been going on and and maybe we can get a little bit of perspective yeah well i mean nationwide um all the restrictions you're starting to see lift i mean texas you know one of the bigger states that was also a big hotspot for COVID 19 earlier last year um they lifted the rollback the mask mandate on the state level here in Kansas. You know, <laughs> what what mask? What statewide mask mandate? <laughs> There's not really any mandate to roll back, really, because given you know, if you if you haven't fallen at work, you realize that you know, uh, Republican legislator has has you know, basically given counties the ability to opt out of any kind of order that the governor issues, basically. So really, the the, the restrictions that you want to see are. I guess you want to keep track of are the ones on the county level across Kansas. Um, just today, Friday, you're probably hearing this on Monday, but just today, you know, here here in Topeka, Shawnee County, they just, you know, got rid of any orders on, you know, operate, operating hours for biz, bars and restaurants so they can operate anytime they want now. Um, so you can stay in a bar all the way to closing time if that's what your heart desires. Yes, yes. That's not what my heart desires, but um, there might be some people out there. And I mean, I, I saw on, on Twitter also, I think Crawford County is easing restrictions on mass gatherings. It does start to, it is starting to seem like it's kind of a trend, even though yeah, I mean, we're not, again, we're not Texas. Keep in mind, you know, these counties, Crawford County, Shawnee County, no, these, these, these counties are not like, let's say the counties in which commissioners have been openly anti-science, anti-mass. Like, you know, these, these are counties that were actually taking the pandemic seriously. And even de- even these type of counties, they're 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 starting to ease the restrictions rolling back because you know, hey, the numbers are sh- are showing improvement. The vaccines, you know, they're getting people's arms, and um, so you, you're seeing that trend. That's you know, one year later from this pandemic, that's you know, that's happening. Um, but that doesn't mean. I mean, I know we all like to look at numbers and see them go down, and it probably satisfies our you know our eyes and everything. But I, I just want. To, I just want people to remember. I'm not trying to be a fear monger here or anything like that. I'm just saying the facts because that's what I'm going to do. I'm a journalist. And the facts are that there has been 10 cases of the UK variant reported in Kansas. 
So you should all scream and run to hell and <laughs> no, say no, the world no. is over. And we're no. not we're not inspiring panic here either. But that is that is significant. And state health officials are saying that this is going to be you know, this is not a fluke. Obviously, we I think we're up to like forty states have the UK variant in them. In fact, uh, I believe it was Lee Norman, someone from KDHE said that. They would ex- they're expecting you know the UK variant, which is you know more contagious and potentially more deadly, to be the dominant variant. Uh, I believe it's by the end of March, which is this month actually. That's that's I mean that's alarming. I think a lot of people are alarmed by that. Um, I mean the good news is, I guess a bit of good news because the jury's still out a little bit, but it does seem like the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines provide some level of protection, or at least the Moderna vaccine does, I believe, against the uh, the UK variant. Where things start to get tricky is there are variants from Brazil, there are variants from South Africa, and we don't really know how these vaccines the, work against those. The, and Brazil those one, the Brazil one is pretty bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad, just FYI. And, it's, I mean, the, and these are in the U.S. now. And I think the concern is, and I, there is a lot of this in response to the Texas decision, and I think we'll probably see it as we go along in Kansas too, people really concerned that if we start to pull back the restrictions, it's we're doing that at the time when the variants are increasing. I mean, could we have a fourth wave? I don't know, but there is that risk there. And I I mean just one random tidbit I I'm just I'm just curious about is that depending on when the, when this fourth wave hits, because I can see this fourth wave hitting us maybe later in the year in the summer after session, after all these new COVID-19 rules that legislators are passing are implemented. True, with respect to the governor's powers. Not just with respect to the governor's powers, but potentially maybe even to any local COVID-19 orders and powers from the county level, city level, and school level. How is that? How, how is all that going to play out if there is actually a fourth wave of these more deadly variants? And if you don't know what Titus is talking about, you should go back and listen to our podcast from last week. Or you can go read his excellent work in the Topeka Capital and, Journal. Don't don't forget Raphael, our education report. He yes. also helped me on that. But yes, story. Um, basically looking at Kansas reacting to this wide sweeping bill, in which basically it would effectively discourage any type of disease orders. And you know, this right now we're talking about COVID nineteen orders, but like this is also for future diseases if that happens. That we don't even know. <laughs> Just like a year, eighteen months ago, we didn't know. Coronavirus was going to be a uh, thing. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen in yeah. 10 years, 20 years. But yeah, the line. if this force search happens and, you know, and it's actually put into law that, you know, any government's, it's going to be hard for them to put any orders down. I don't know. There could be the potential for the search to be even deadlier than, than the searches we've seen. Let's hope that's not the case, though. I do think, you know, we can't talk about covid without talking about the vaccination right also um and i think it is it is it's probably the most it's probably the hottest debate still at least with respect to state government and state politics because you have kind of competing arguments for how the state is doing with vaccination uh republicans point to the fact that using cdc data we are i believe i looked today 45th in the country on the number of shots administered per 100,000 residents Yay. so we're, we're i guess we're ahead of five other states and that's uh that's a little barbell yeah yeah we're ahead of five other states um but 
you know, but the governor and KDHE kind of counters that there has been a data report. There have been data reporting issues, and there have been kind of a few different uh, issues. And I won't get too far into those because your head kind of starts to spin. But there has been an issue with doses that have been administered not being inputted, and then there also has been issues with our state level vaccine. Uh, registry talking to the CDC's data. And so what the governor did a couple weeks back is she announced that there would be some fixes put in on the short term to try and counter these things. And I don't think we need to get too far in the weeds as to what those are because they get into like different file types that you need to send the data in. And we're just going to assume that most people listening are not computer scientists. But We've had two weeks, and the state really has not moved in the rankings as of yet. And the gov- we, a- we asked the governor about this the other day. She said, we need more time. It's coming. But I think you know there are some concerns that are starting to look more legitimate because we haven't moved, and these fixes should be in place. And uh, obviously, the concern of all lawmakers is they want to see shots being put in arms. KDHE says it's happening. Republicans, perhaps, with some political motivations, are, are a little more skeptical. But Oh, I think they have a right to be skeptical, even be, beyond political motivations. I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, if other states have been doing this fine, why is Kansas taking so long, you know? Well, that is the question. And I, I mean, they have acknowledged, KDHE has acknowledged, it has impacted Kansas worse than other states due to tech issues on the back end and if you have been following what's been going on with the kansas department of labor it's not radically different and that yeah, we're having well, some some tech issues and I, I guess we need to get some more it people here in to <laughs> look at some of this uh, and then you know this i i can definitely see this as a campaign issue if 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 this pandemic drags long enough and the vaccinations and efforts still drag long enough but i mean we were i think we're making through the phases right now we're in phase two um we're still in the middle of phase two i believe yes um and that that's actually been a point of contention this week because there have been some counties that have wanted to move on to phase three they've said look we want to prioritize people in our communities who have underlying health conditions which is the big group that's in phase three and those are people who are not getting vaccines now right now it's 65 and older and people who are in essential fields. So anything from teachers to meatpacking workers to grocery store clerks, postal workers, whatever. There's a whole long laundry list of folks who are essential. And and Riley County basically said, we want to move ahead of some of these essential workers. We want to move people with cancer, with diabetes. We want to move them up. And the state basically said, no, we're going to cut off your vaccine allocation if you do that. And Sedgwick County kind of did the same thing, except they came hat in hand to KDHE and asked if they could do it. And the response seems to be the same thing. You can't move up and you can't really change the phases. So that's going to kind of be interesting going forward because Kansas is unique. We've given a lot of power to the counties and KDHE is kind of trying to rein in the counties just a little bit. Titus is staring at me with a blank look. Yeah, I think I, I think I might have lost him there. We're still in phase two. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're still in phase two. I, you know, phase two will be a large group. I'm, I'm, 
I'm curious how long it takes to phase three. But, you know, I know the Biden administration is definitely sending in more and more doses than usual. I mean, partially because there are also more and more vaccines being approved. Um, and that should significantly speed up vaccination efforts. But again, you know, I think there's just a lot of things in doubt with these new variants. And then, you know, it's a... Honestly, it's been one year of the pandemic, and while things are improving, you know, I think a lot of things will also kind of stay the same. It's been a long year, I think is really the, yeah, this, the this, subtext here. This has been my adulthood. Okay, well, no, I, yeah, I guess I was a adult in college. Where, where were, yeah, you were in college a year ago, Yeah, so I'm, I'm a young, lot has changed for you. I'm young, guys, by the way. I'm, I'm 22, um, but I, I'm still an authoritative figure, even though I'm young. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but my whole my whole my whole adulthood outside of college has just been this pandemic, you know. It's it's like I'm so I'm so used to like I'm so used to Zoom like Zoom meetings. It was like the default work meeting. That one time I, I was going to the actual newsroom, and I saw the actual like you know a room like a meeting room. I'm like, wow, a meeting room. Like, when are we ever going to use this? It's, like, it's for in person Zoom meetings. Wow. Yeah, it's. It's been a crazy year. I know it's been a crazy year for all you listeners and for some, a horrible year um, of, of this pandemic. And uh, and I, we thank you for, for your listenership and readership and we will have COVID-19 updates as they come going forward. And, and yeah. you can find those at cjonline.com or on Twitter if you if you like Twitter. Titus, where can they find you? Titus 100. And I am at Andrew Ball. B-A-H-L. And if you want to find this podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. We come out first thing Monday morning. So when you are groaning, getting out of bed, reaching for that coffee, hating life because it's Monday, we can brighten things up. Right, Titus? We'd like to think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this pandemic, you know, Hopefully it goes away, but we are not going away. And on that note, we will see you next week. On Monday. <laughs>